0: today is really just now on the work amongst the ladies of london city presbyterian church (laughs) but what i think must be said of course is that our primary concern so our primary concern as elders of the congregation and i'm thinking as well our primary concern as a congregation is to think biblically about this new area of ministry. Isn't that right? Isn't that what we want to do as a congregation? We want to ensure that the plans, the purposes, the pursuits of the work amongst the women, that it's rooted very firmly in scripture and the word of God. Isn't that what we want? Yes, it's what we want. Indeed. Indeed. So because of that this morning, what we're going to do is we're going to look at this section of scripture in Romans 16. We're going to look at one character, one woman in the New Testament church. And it's a woman who seems to herself have been involved in some type of women's ministry in the New Testament church. Because did you see how Paul begins his end, his conclusion of Romans? You see what happens here? In chapter 16, is Paul's ending this marvellous letter to the congregation in Rome, what does he do? He formally introduces to that church this woman called Phoebe. Did you see that in verse 1? He says, I commend to you this woman, Phoebe. So here is our plan for this morning, for just now. Our plan is to look at that commendation of that first century woman and to consider what God is saying to us here about women's work at London City Presbyterian Church. You get the plan? We look at the commendation. We consider what God is saying through that to us uh, today. And to do that, what we're going to do is we're going to ask and answer a set of questions. So you get the idea. We're going to pose some questions, ask some questions, and seek to answer those from uh, the New Testament text that we've got in front of us. So. With that said, let's make a a, a start here. This is our first question this morning. Very simple, straightforward question. We're dealing with Phoebe. Who was Phoebe? Who is this woman that Paul is talking about in Romans chapter 16? Who's Phoebe? That's the first question. Now, let me speak to the boys and girls just for a moment or two. Boys and girls, you have got, many of you have got a worksheet that you're doing just now. And under this first head and the first question, in your worksheet, you have been asked to try and fill in the blanks. There's three words, aren't there boys and girls? Three words, each beginning with S. That you've to listen out for and see if you can, uh, see if you can get maybe the congregation, maybe we can help the boys and girls with this, uh, this morning. It's not straightforward. Okay, so who was Phoebe? So we're looking for an S. If we look at verse one, friends, let's look at verse one. Who's Phoebe? What does Paul say? He says, I commend to you, the church in Rome, I commend to you our sister. Phoebe. So maybe if you're sitting near the boys and girls, maybe you can give them a nudge. So the first thing, who's Phoebe? Phoebe is a sister. Now, hang on a second, what does, it, what does, what does that mean? Phoebe is a sister. Well, we know what it doesn't mean, right? Don't we? Look, we know that Paul is not speaking about a blood relation. He, he's not saying to Rome, I'm going to send to you, my little sister, and I'm going to, my step-sister, my big... He's not saying that. We know that's not... What do we know? We know that it is... This is about, what, spiritual connections, isn't it? Spiritual rela- relationships, right? And in fact, isn't that something that's very familiar to us at London City Presbyterian Church? We talk a lot, don't we, about brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't we We talk about it, we even address sometimes our high brother, or we pray brothers and sisters in Christ. But this is what I would ask you to do this morning. I would ask you just to pause and ponder and meditate upon the the beauty of that reality. Because if you are a Christian this morning, do you see what, what God has done for you? I mean, consider that through, through the life and the death and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, what do you have this morning? Not only just now do you have this perfect saving relationship with the eternal God. What is this? This grand implication that you also have. What are we? We are spiritual relatives. Isn't it lovely? Like isn't it actually a really beautiful, majestic thing? Like such is the intimacy that we have, the bond that we have, the connection that we have. What is the only appropriate way for us in here to regard ourselves? What are you? What are we? We are kin in the Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't it special? Isn't it? We are a Christian family. So she's a sister. Right, back to the boys and girls. Okay, boys and girls. Need another S. Again, friends, let's try and help them. Look at verse one. Paul says, I commend to you our sister Phoebe. Then what does Paul say? Uh what does he say? A servant. Yes, a servant of the church. Okay. Now again, at the risk of sounding a bit like a, a broken record. Isn't that familiar language to you? If you've been in this church, or any evangelical church at all, probably. It's familiar language, isn't it? The idea of service, isn't it? Servants, we're, we're used to this. This is what I want you to appreciate, though. I want you to appreciate this morning just how contentious and controversial this particular use of the word is here in Romans chapter 16. And follow me on this. The word that Paul uses in Romans 16, yes, it could be translated that Phoebe is a servant of the church, but it could be translated another way. It could equally be translated that Phoebe was a deacon or a deaconess. Now, do you begin to see why there's contention certainly in a reformed church? Do you see why it's contentious a little bit? What's Paul saying? Is he saying, Phoebe, oh, she's his wonderful servant, he's speaking generally, or is he saying, whoa, This is an example of a woman office bearer in the New Testament church in the first century. Do you see the contention? Is it a servant? Or is Phoebe a deaconess? Now, I don't know, perhaps to your disappointment, we're not going to go into this in any great detail this morning. Not because I'm a loose, okay? Not because I'm chicken and I'm scared of dealing with this subject. It's not that. We're not dealing with, dealing with it in great detail because we have done so in the relatively recent past. So we're not going to go into it in much detail. I do, however, want to say this. I personally, and on this we can disagree, I personally find the idea that Phoebe was a deaconess in Sennachery in the first century from Scripture, I find that most unconvincing. I'll tell you why. The main argument in favour of her being a deaconess is this, that in the New Testament, if you hear somebody called a servant, what do you also hear? It's usually a servant of Christ, isn't it? Or it's a servant of God, And how is Phoebe addressed here? What does Paul say? He calls her a servant of the church. So the argument goes like this. If she's a servant of the church, oh, she must be an office bearer of the church. But I wonder, friends, this morning, do you see that that is convincing? Because what is Paul doing in Romans 16? He's commending this woman to another church. Do you see, it? it's not technical. He's not saying to Rome, accept her, welcome her, because she's a deaconess. What is he saying? He's saying, welcome her into your congregation, because here's a woman who is loyally, faithfully, sacrificially served in another congregation. He's not saying she's a deaconess. He is praising her, praising her, for her servant-hearted devotion to the people of God. So she's a sister. She's a servant. Boys and girls, you ready? Payne's ready? Listening to your minister? Are you? you listening to your dad. <laughs> okay, third one. I'll give it to you. She's a sister. She's a servant. But she's also a support. A support. Uh, many of you will have heard of the name Charles Hodge. You heard the name Charles Hodge? Charles Hodge was a a theologian an old theologian from many years ago in America a Princetonian theologian Charles Hodge I love what Charles Hodge says about the verses that we're dealing with here he says that Romans 16 1 and 2 he says it is framed with praise you see the idea yes Paul is giving instructions to the congregation in Rome but either side of those instructions Paul sets up his admiration for Phoebe. Now we've looked at one side of the admiration. Would you look at the end of verse 2 to see how else he praises her? Do you see what he says? Now depending on the translation, you might have, he says that she is a benefactor. What does it say in the ESV? A lot of you are using the ESV. At the end of verse 2, what does he call her? He calls her a patron. Now do you get the idea of what he's saying there about Phoebe? It looks like from a position of some wealth and riches, here is a woman who has been giving aid to people. Do you understand that? Like she's giving support, she's caring for people. That's what Phoebe's doing. Now my question to you is who exactly is she supporting? Do you see it in the text? It's verse 2. Paul says she's a patron of Himself, So she's financially supporting the teaching ministry. Who else does it say though, friends? She was a patron, a support of, what's the word? The word is many. And that's what I want you to focus. That's what I want you to linger on. This was a woman who was a support to many people. See, what you need to understand is that Phoebe was based in Sennachery. And Sennachery was a lot like the place that you live. Sennachery was an awful lot like London you see that it was exciting reading about Sennachery this week see Sennachery was one of the two busy ports of Corinth so it was a bustling city it was a multicultural place and get this it was a place where many believers would come into the city and visit over just for a little while do you see the picture? Does it sound familiar to those who live in London? In church in London? Many believers from the Mediterranean world coming in, stopping for a short time and moving on. And what's Phoebe doing? Phoebe's supporting those people. In particular, surely, the Christian women. She's sorting out accommodation, She's sorting out hospitality. She's caring for them, supporting them, maybe teaching them, pointing them to the Lord Jesus Christ. It's quite beautiful, isn't it? That's Phoebe. And isn't then the application really obvious and clear for us i ask you this as a congregation why have we appointed a woman's worker why have we done this what's the answer to that question why have we appointed a woman's worker what's that about is it not the same reason Is it not that in this bustling multicultural city, this bustling multicultural church where lots of Christian women come and go, and very often it's women who are isolated in London and lonely in London and vulnerable in London and needing help, what do we want as a congregation? We want to, in the name of Christ Jesus, care for those women. We want to help and support and assist those women. And what has God in his goodness done? He's provided Marquetta. Do you see it now? Do you see it? It's actually quite a wonderful thing. Surely it is that we should pray. Pray for Marquetta, because I ask you, who is Marqueta? She is your sister in Christ Jesus. And we should pray that she is able to serve and support many, many women in this great city. So who is Phoebe? We get an idea of who Phoebe was. right, I want to do something very different here. Up until now, poor Marquetta, don't you feel for her this morning? (laughs) Up until now, very much the spotlight has been shining on Marquetta and uh, Marquetta's work and Marquetta's role. At this point... Much to your relief, Marketa. I'm going to do something different. I'm going to take that spotlight away from Marquetta, And I'm going to shine it on you and me. Because you need to understand this. In Romans chapter 16, Paul is not just praising Phoebe. What's he doing? He's praising Phoebe so that the congregation in Rome will receive her and treat her appropriately. You see it? So the second question I want to ask is this. How should Phoebe be treated? And there's really two sides to this. I was going to call them instructions, but it's more than that in the language. There's two actual commands that Paul is giving to the church about this woman. Two commands. This is the first. Paul calls for godly acceptance. Godly acceptance. Friends, would you do this? Would you look with me to verse 2? Let's see if we can find it. Godly acceptance. Verse 2. What does he say? He says, I commend to you, to the congregation, Phoebe. Look at verse 2. What are the two words? I commend this woman to you so that you would. Look at the two words there. Welcome her. Do you see it? He's saying to the congregation, this is what I want you to do for this woman. I want you to welcome her. Now, come on, we're wrestling with that. What does that mean? To welcome her. What what does it mean? Like we had a a, a family friend many years ago. (laughs) And he's a great guy. But he had this really strange thing where he would always answer the door in exactly the same way so it doesn't matter when if it's first thing in the morning last thing at night it doesn't matter how many times you would go at the door he would always answer the door the same way he would always answer with this kind of like you know plastic smile on his face and he would open the door and he'd say come away in come away in for a cup of tea every single time he opened the door every time we answered the door he did exactly the same thing is that what paul's talking about Like, is it that sort of superficial friendliness that Paul is calling for from Rome? It's not, is it? Because look how he qualifies this in the text. Do you see what he says? He says to the congregation, welcome her, look at the next bit. Welcome her in the Lord. Like, welcome her in a way worthy of the saints. Do you see what he's demanding from the congregation? He wants a particularly Christian welcome of this woman. What does that mean, for it to be particularly Christian? Well, let's think of it like this, in terms of that TV show we've mentioned a number of times from the, from the pulpit here. you remember the one, I think it's called Long Lost Family. You remember it? It's one with Davina McCall and Nicky uh, Campbell. And you can pretend that you haven't seen it, but I know because some of you have told me you love it. Now you, even if you haven't seen it, the premise is very simple. People will get in touch with the program makers and they'll ask them to try and find long-lost members of their family. You know? Long-lost brother or sister that they may be separated from from birth. We're supposed to believe, when we watching this program, that Nikki Campbell and Davina McCall discovered the earth... But I guess it's a production company. They go away and they find these long-lost siblings. And then at the end of the program, there's this big emotional reunion between these siblings that haven't seen each other perhaps ever. Okay, now here's the thing. What's that emotional reunion like? If you've seen it, even if you haven't seen it, you can imagine these siblings that haven't seen each other, they, they, they you know, it's set in a beach and there'll be music playing in the TV program. But there's an embrace, isn't there? And like there's, there's tears. And it's like a really special moment. Don't you think? Isn't it? And they chat and they catch up and there's an excitement, you know? and, and, and more often than not, those people who are reunited, they click. And they stay close, and they get together frequently, and I've saying to you, isn't it that that Paul's calling for here? Like, think about what he's just done. He's just said to the Romans, who's Phoebe? She's your sister. So you see what he's calling for. It's not sort of superficial friendliness. He's saying, welcome this woman as though she's yours. You're your blood, you're your flesh, you know, welcome her to your congregation as as though she's part of the congregation, as though she's part of your family. And isn't that, if you're a believer in Christ Jesus, isn't that so difficult for us? Isn't it so challenging? Because I now have to ask you, how do you view the visitors to your congregation? Really, though, the people who come through the doors. How do you view them truly? Let me be even more specific than that. How have you treated Marquetta? She's come to us as a woman's worker. As God sends her to our congregation. How have we treated her? Because I'm sure you would agree with this. There is a world of difference between a believer showing some superficial friendliness and what Paul is calling for. That we would welcome and embrace a person as though they are our own kin. Surely, in light of this, what do we do with Marketa? We welcome her. How? We welcome her in the Lord. Now, what did I say? I said there was two almost commands that Paul lays out. The first one, what did we say? It was godly acceptance. This is the second one, boys and girls. You've got to fill this in two, don't you? Paul calls for godly assistance would you look on at verse 2 again verse 2 he says welcome her He explains how and then he says these two words here's Phoebe she's coming to you and he says help her help her now truth be told it's, it's really quite strange how some of the uh, commentators in the book of Romans treat those words very strange because some of them take those words, help Phoebe, and they run a million miles away with it, I think. Because they conclude, oh, if she, if she needed help, she must have had legal issues or legal troubles. As though Paul is saying here, you must help her with her, her, with her legal problems or whatever. Now, you would agree with me that that is not what the text says, wouldn't you? It doesn't say anything about legal matters. But I would ask you, what does the text say? Look at it. Paul says to this congregation, help this woman with, what are the words? Help her with whatever she may need. And you see the situation, enter into it for a moment. Here's a woman, Phoebe, who's perhaps never been to Rome in her life, maybe. And what she going to need? She may be going to need accommodation, isn't she? She comes to that congregation. She's gonna need maybe hospitality. She's certainly gonna need friendship. She's gonna need Christian fellowship. And what is Paul saying to that church in Rome? He's saying, help her. Doesn't matter what it is she needs. Doesn't matter how big it is. Doesn't matter how small it is. Help her as a congregation. Here's a woman coming to you. Help her with what it is. And again, London City Presbyterian Church. You see the application. You see that it's crystal clear. I and mean, what are we to do with Marquetta? Really? What are we to do? We must assist this woman. Let me say this to you as a church. Marquetta's work will fail. It will die a death unless we as a congregation assist her in her work. And I aim that, surely especially the women of London City Presbyterian Church. Like ladies here, you must see that this work will not get off the ground Unless you help Marqueta in at least a couple of ways. One, that you give her your time. Are you willing to do that, ladies here? Like if she sets up an initiative for the women of the church, if she wants to meet you for coffee, if, if she wants to come to your house, even if it's a few times, even if it's time and time again, are you willing to for that to happen? Willing to give her your time? There's another side of it as well. Are you willing... To give Marqueta your openness. Because that's the most difficult thing in the world, isn't it? But if this is going to work, if this if this initiative is going to glorify God, if it, if it is going to get off the ground, that's what must happen. You must let Marqueta in. If she's going to help you with the deep things, the problematic things, the real burdens of your heart, you must endeavor to let her in. Give her your time, give her your openness. Will you do that? Will you? Friends, we just don't think about it. What Paul says to Rome about Phoebe, could he not say exactly the same words to us about Marketa? Because what are the words? Welcome her in the Lord. Welcome her. In Lord. Are we worthy of the saints? And help her. Help her in whatever she may need. So we see who Phoebe was. We see how it is that she was to be treated. just want to close with this in just a word. The question, the third question is, what was it that Phoebe to do? And do, do, you see, do you see the need for the question? I mean, what book of the Bible are we dealing with this morning? It is the book of Romans. I mean, this is Romans. Melanchthon called this book, what was it, the Great Compendium of Christian doctrine. And this is a book that soars with lofty language of justification by grace alone, by faith alone, Christ alone. This is Romans. An exciting book that glorifies the Lord Jesus Christ. And then what happens? The end of all of this God glorifying language. What does Paul do? He commends some woman to the church. Are you, are you thinking? Hang on a second. This seems slightly anticlimactic after all of this. Aren't you thinking that? Well, what we can be certain about, I think, fairly certain anyway, is that the reason Paul aims the book like this is because Phoebe was the woman who was going to be delivering this letter to Rome. You see, Phoebe's a sort of ecclesiastical postwoman, if you like. And what's going to happen in a moment is that Paul's going to put his last amen. He's going to put his full stop and he's going to take his pen. He's going to put down his pen. He's going to go up the scroll, give it to Phoebe. And it's Phoebe who's going to be entrusted to take this letter all the way to that congregation. She's going to knock on the door of the Roman church and hand over this beautiful, beautiful letter. That kind of raises an issue for us, raises a question. Because then we ask... Why didn't Paul deliver it himself? you asking that question? I mean, do you know the book of Romans? If you do, you know how desperate Paul was to go to Rome, don't you? He says all the way through Romans, Desperate to see you. Like I'm desperate to come to Rome. I'm desperate to minister the gospel to you. And we know that his time in Corinth, where he was, is finished. So we're saying, Paul, why, why didn't you take the letter? Like, why did you give it to this woman to, to, to bring Did you see the answer? Did you see the answer, what we read earlier on? Just look at verse 25 of chapter 15. Same page. Do you see it in verse 25? Why doesn't Paul do this? He says, I can't go to Rome. I'd love to come and see you, but I can't. I've got an errand to run. He says, I've got to go and take all the financial contributions of the church, the material contributions, the money of the church, and I've got to take it to Jerusalem. And I don't know about you, friends, this morning. I'm telling you this, though. I find that starting. Like, I find that absolutely incredible. Because, do you see what I've got in front of you? So important was the finance, the material contributions of the church. And what does Paul do? Paul prioritizes the finance, the material stuff, over his desire to go to Rome. He prioritizes the financial giving over his desire to go to Rome. Isn't that incredible? And again, is it not challenging for us as a congregation this morning? Because I therefore need to ask you, is that how you think about your material contributions? Is that how we think about the financial support of the work of the church? Do we place the similar stress and emphasis on those things as Paul does? And surely, in light of this new gospel initiative with Marquette, in light of the vision of this congregation to reach out with the gospel to London, surely in light of the desperate need there are millions of people dying and going to hell in the city, surely in light of that, we, pr- we place greater emphasis on these things. But I will end here. Friends, we don't have much as a church. Um, we're not sophisticated. I don't want to offend you, but that's, that's the bottom line. We're not cutting edge in this congregation. Um, we're, not, we're not wise by the standards of this world. What do we have to offer this city? By grace, the only thing that we have to offer is a message of good news. We have a message that through craving a representative life, dying a substitutionary death, there is in him available forgiveness for sin. And there's available reconciliation with God and reception of eternal everlasting peace. That is all we have to offer, isn't it? That good news. So what's the bottom line? What do we actually want fundamentally from this woman's worker? What do we want this to be about? Yes, we want women who are vulnerable to be helped and assisted. We want that. But don't we want more? And isn't there actually this beautiful parallel with what Phoebe was doing in the first century in Rome? You see it? That just as Phoebe went to that congregation, knocked on the door of that congregation, and held out this letter that glorified God, isn't that what we want from our we want her to come to this congregation, to the women of this church, and hold out to them the Word of God. Isn't that it? That's what it's about. That's the role. We want Marquette to minister to the women of this church the truth, the beauty, the purity, the holiness, the power of the gospel. This is a gospel work, a gospel initiative. May it be in light of Romans chapter 16 that you and I help Marketa that we accept her and assist her but may it be that through what she does in this place that actually that it is the true servant of the church the Lord Jesus Christ that is praised and honoured and glorified let's pray Lord God we, we know that any money that we have, any resource that we have as Christian people, is not our own and uh, we thank you that this is something that you have given us that that our resources have come to us from the Father of light and uh, Lord God, we praise you therefore for what you have enabled us as a congregation to do Um we echo brad's prayer earlier on and we thank you lord god for sending to us marquetta as you sent phoebe to rome we thank you that you've sent a woman worker a servant a sister a support to london city presbyterian church Lord, we do pray for her we pray for her in her work we pray that our hearts would be changed towards marquetta that we would be loving and accepting and supportive but we do pray that this would push us on in our love for Christ Jesus. We thank you for what you have done for us, our God and Savior. We pray that you would use us to really, truly lift up your name in London. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.